is not a time where we're gonna feel sorry for ourselves. We'll find our way through this. This is gonna make it all the much more sweeter when we get to where we wanna go. Martinez back on the track, near the wall. She's done! It's a grand John Kepler lines that in the air to left center, Hicks on the run, dives, and he made the catch! He made the play! Oh my goodness, what a catch from Aaron Hicks to end it! In that sense, both looking forward to making a deep run into postseason and ultimately bringing home the title back to New York. Guys, we are back. The Yankee Center podcast is here. Week, first week of summer camp, baby. Here we go. All right, Tom, Eddie. This has been a interesting start to summer camp, to say the least. It's been you know? an awful start to summer camp. It has yeah. been awful. You know, you can't, you can't, you yeah. can't make it go any worse. I mean, I can't say you're wrong. I can't. It has been an absolute nightmare. And for those that aren't aware of what happened, I'll go into detail briefly right now. We'll get some thoughts on it. For starters, John Carlos Stanton taking BP against Masahiro Tanaka. What do you think happens? You probably guessed that Stanton gets drilled and he doesn't come back all year. Quite the opposite. He drills Tanaka with a liner right to the head. And that was... An absolutely horrifying sight to see. And then after that, we discover DJ LeMahieu has tested positive for COVID-19. So, and Luis Sessa. So, this is not a good start to summer camp at all. It's really bad. I have, I have a question. Yes. Were, you, were you guys watching live? I wasn't, actually. I, I was watching live when it happened. And I, I, I actually... I was on my phone, and then I turned to watch uh, the pitch. I would turn to watch. Stan- I wanted to see how Stanton was looking. Obviously, coming off of the uh, the calf strain yeah, and yeah. yada yada yada, and and I see I see a hanging slider, and I it, it it was it happened in like an instant. It was like oh my god. My the first my first reaction was oh my god, and to text you guys, oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh, no oh no, oh no. That was that was my. Yeah, I, was, that, I was a little confused. I was. I wasn't watching what, it either. Oh, did I give you guys like a heart attack when I kept yes. saying "oh no"? Because like, yes, I was like, I, uh, I I was in. I was horrified because you because as soon as it, the ball hit hit Tanaka's head, he was down. He was out for a few minutes. It was it was an ugly sight. I I cannot believe that I wit I witnessed it. I just can't believe that he's seemingly doing all right so far i thought it would yeah. be a lot worse considering how hard that ball oh it is it is a miracle he doesn't have some sort of like head fracture or something exactly like yeah. i actually i actually did the uh i i did the uh kind of like i guess you could say did the math i i watched the video from the press box because it because it tracked the flight of the ball after it hit his head uh-huh. that ball stayed in the air for three seconds like can't like count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and it landed in towards the away dugout. 
That ball was cranked off of his head. I, the, it must have – I'm trying to think because it, the hat maybe partly blocked it. I don't know because – Oh, it, no, 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 no. It got him flush. It, it missed the brim of the, of the hat. That's crazy. The, the, the fact that he, it should have – I'm happy he's okay, obviously. I'm thrilled, but it should have been a lot worse, honestly. Yeah. Like, it, it hit him in, like, the front, front right part of his head. Wow, that's – that truly is insane that he's okay. But, man, I'm so glad he is because, as we all know, we need Tanaka this year. Especially Definitely. with Severino's absence. Exactly. Right. He's more important than ever this year. And um, he got released from the hospital last night, which is obviously very encouraging to hear. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure how long he's going to be out. No one does yet, but I'm sure we'll get an update on that fairly soon, I would think. But um, it probably won't be too long but they obviously have to be very cautious and go slow because as we learn learned with clinch these kind of things could lead to long-standing concussion symptoms that could really fuck a guy over in for a season and it, it's very bad it's just bad in general mm-hmm. yeah. but if he misses time then I, I don't think it at worst case i mean you never know with these head injuries but I think it's going to be a short absence, but if it does stretch into the start of the season, then you got to think about replacements. Montgomery's is pretty much already in the rotation, so we're probably looking at Clark Schmidt, Michael King, uh, Davey Garcia, but I would say that's one of the longer shots. But yeah, you guys, who's your ideal uh, replacement? Just it, hopefully we don't even have to replace him yeah, but for a short it's, time, maybe. It's Beck Way season, baby. Yeah, Beck season. Oh yeah. Ooh, back away. That'd be fun. Show yeah. us the way back. Come on. Honestly, honestly, though, like I, I actually, I have kind of a wild card here. Even though he's oh. supposed to be in the bullpen, I like Loizaga here. Um, get some, maybe get, get some Loizaga. I, I always thought he had a high ceiling as a starter. To be honest, if he's healthy, he can, he can, he can start. Like, the problem is, he's he, almost never healthy. That's true. And he was a top 100 prospect as a starter too. He always had a really high ceiling. Yeah. I just think the injuries really crushed him mm-hmm. and then kind of moved him to the bullpen. But I think he has the stuff to be a starter. But I doubt it ever really materializes more than maybe like a replacement role for a short time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would probably agree. I think it comes down to what they see during summer camp, honestly, from the guys. But um, my gut would tell me in the event we need to replace Tanaka for a short time, they would probably go with Michael King. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. I per- I'm personally a Clark Schmidt guy. I think he can handle that. I think it'd be good for him. But mm-hmm. Mike King has played in AAA. He's done very well in AAA when he was healthy. And I think that he's the kind of guy that'll be good to step in for at least just a short time, probably. But if it's a long-standing thing, then definitely I think it's got to go to Clark Schmidt because he's more of a long-term option anyway. So you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I think King's the guy you want i think but like it's not it's so nice like because last year we had no starting pitching depth we oh. were throwing we were throwing out nestor cortez and chance adams oh. and i was just screaming for us to cut them both uh and now hey you got two top 100 prospects you got loisga who's once a top 100 prospect you got michael king who's a very 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 uh guess you could say solid option to start some games for you I have yeah. no pro- I have no problem with any of those guys, honestly. 
I mean, Mike King is just very underrated. I mean, if you look at his numbers, that dude really did dominate in Triple A. Like, if you go back to just um twenty, what twenty? No, what year was it? I know he had like a crazy low ERA, twenty eighteen. He had a one point fifteen ERA in Triple A over six games, and then before that, he had a um two point fifty two in over the course of twelve starts. So I mean, he can handle. He can definitely handle himself out there and he has a very very good ground ball rate which obviously plays well in Yankee Stadium so it'll be interesting it really will be if he ends up getting that call when the Ventanaka's gone for a while yeah I love I love the idea of getting a ground ball pitcher because Francisco Lindor is going to be Yankee in a month (laughs) (laughs) oh baby oh man I don't even this has just been a crazy start to summer camp I didn't think we were going to have too much to talk about I, I agree. I was like, what are we going to talk about? I was like, what are we going to talk Fourth of July, we eat some hot dogs. No, instead, I watched I watched my um, my second or third starter get get his head knocked off yesterday. What did you guys think of uh, the players' reactions? Because they were uh, they were kind of yeah. pissed that they were kind of pissed at the media for uh, for spreading the video around. I mean, I'll say this. I think they have to say that because that's just how it is as a teammate. This is your one of your best friends, one of your brothers. You got to say that kind of thing, and I and they definitely actually do feel that way. Mm-hmm. But I at least understand the reporters to an extent. I don't necessarily support it, but I get it because they are. That's just kind of part of their job to get that coverage because you know they're not thinking, oh, the S network has this, so um, we don't need to record it. No, that's not how the reporters are thinking. They're thinking. Okay, let me get this video so I can be the first one to send it out to Twitter and get all these, um, got all the attention. And while I think that's wrong, it's just kind of part of the gig, you know. I don't. It's just the way it is. I think. Mm. My question is, who was reporting on the field? Who was recording the video? On the, I mean, I saw the reporters in the press box, but like, maybe there were photographers know. there. Oh, there was photographers on the field. I'm surprised they even. No, I mean like. No, I mean like in in. In the stands, in the stands. Oh, in the stands. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. But I, I get it. They're doing their jobs, you know. But I understand why it pisses the players off too. Oh. And obviously, you're gonna come out and defend your teammate. So I really don't think anyone's in the wrong here. I get it. They're doing their job. The players are annoyed. It, it all makes sense to me. So exactly. I can't blame exactly. anyone to be honest. Also, also that usually let's let's be honest here. Baseball practices that was a, that was basically a practice. Baseball practices aren't on live TV like that. Right. Oh no. So so like this is a completely unique situation. Those guys aren't used to having you know uh, pre- press like right there while oh, they're no. while they're having a practice. No, it's it's a very odd and unique situation. I mean, we're the only team that does that because we're the Yankees, you know. They want to get as much coverage as possible. We have our own network where we show a ton of Yankees content. So, you know, it makes sense that they're doing this, you know. It, a lot of people are into it, including myself. I love being able to finally see these guys again. You know, it's crazy, but something as simple as batting practice or guys throwing bullpens. It gets Yo, yesterday I was so pumped to watch it, honestly. I would. I really get you excited. It does. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'd watch Aaron Judge eat a hamburger right now. To be honest, <laughs> I want. He, he, watch he looked. He looked really good yesterday. By the way, he had a. He roped a nice double off of Montgomery. I think. He had a couple bombs. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. He he uh, cleared uh, the center field uh, Pepsi lounge. He uh. So I think he's okay. I think he's healthy. 
I think he's fine, which is great to see. I was really worried about them maybe rushing him. Luke, did we lose you? Watched him, so um, I'm I'm very uh, optimistic. We lo- we lost you for a moment, Luke. That that gave me a heart attack. I almost oh. I almost had to, I almost had to do the uh, Tony Stark Spider Man. I had to, I had to almost step up. Uh, I'm not ready. I'm not prepared for that. Uh, I'm not media it's trained. Right. Um, what part did I get caught out on? Like the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying now. Crap. All right. Well. Um, oh, Judge looks good. Oh yes, yes, yes. I was just saying that Judge looked really good, obviously, so far, and all the reporters and anyone that's seen him has really been saying how healthy this dude looks. He's just smashing every ball out of there. He's practicing at um, the Don Bosco field. Um, I have a friend that plays down there, and when he saw that Judge took BP there, he was starstruck. He's, it's just one of those things. It's like, I played there. Judge played there. Whoa. He's, using, he's using a light-stained bat, too. Very interesting. Yeah. There. I notice like those kinds of changes, like oh, he's using like he's using a stained bat to... instead of a black bat. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. You know, Tanaka before his uh, his injury, he was using a uh, he was putting the glove over his head, which he never does, huh. which is which is very interesting. He had like a new windup. It was kind of it's the same windup, but like instead of he he puts the glove over his head now, like Andy Pettit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very interesting. Uh, it's just those little things that I notice. I don't know why. It's like OCD, but whatever. It's good to see Judge hitting bombs again. Uh, yes. he, he's got a functional rib, and that's lovely. Uh, it didn't need to be removed. Sorry, Matt Harvey. And yeah. Edward? Yeah. Um, I'm glad Judge is healthy. Um, I'm hoping Stanton is good. I mean... I don't really want him to play the outfield all 60 games. Or now it's 60 games. It's not even that many, but I really don't want him in the outfield that much because we just want to keep – we need his bat at this point. It's not even worth the risk. But when I he got agree. hurt in the ALCS, we were DHing him, weren't we? Or was he playing the outfield? Yeah, he was DHing. He had a holder yeah. after pulling it. Yeah, so. and then – yeah. And then we lost him. How many games did he sit? Um, did he come he missed, back or no? He, missed like, he did, he did come, come back, back for one game. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he came back for one I game, and I... then I think game six he was out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, that was a big loss. Which, and then, well, yeah. We just got to keep him healthy. And again, and, because injuries now, there's not much recovery time. So either you're hurt, and it's going to be pretty hard to come back. Especially oh, the Yankees absolutely. injuries. Yeah, which are, I mean, two to three weeks is two to three months. So, of course, really, there's really no room to get anyone key injured. We already lost Severino; he's gone. Yeah, um, we Clint will he... save us all. Oh, Clint, Clint will save Clint. us all. I'm rooting for Clint, but oh, we have to root for Clint because there's going to be injuries, and we're going to need him. Yeah, fair enough. And we got Lemayhu now with the coronavirus, Sessa too. But yeah, uh, I don't. I assume LeMahieu will be ready for the season because he already had contracted it before he arrived. So who knows how long he's had it now? Yeah, it depends yeah. when he'll test negative, and then he can come back. And um, it's, I would think um, over well, to two week um test um, isolation period from there. So let's say mm-hmm. it was two weeks from maybe a couple of days ago. Right. Then he probably doesn't need. And they said a lot of these guys that have come into camp 
they're really fresh because they've had so much time of just constant reps over the last couple months. So um, if he comes in and he's, you know, been taking all those reps and everything, he feels good, then um, I think he can get back by opening day maybe. And if not opening day, then definitely not much later than that, maybe a few right. days. Like, it's definitely not going to be too big of a deal, I don't think. And mm. so far, he's asymptomatic, so that's obviously good to hear. It's Tyler Wade season, baby, yeah. Oh, the Wade train, yes. 880 OPS in the second half last year. Ooh. How are we a like. good player? Thank you. I am a Wade was, guy. Was it, last, was it last year he was angry when he didn't make the roster, when the roster, when we got yes. the on there? Yeah. Right. And now both of them are going to make it. Ah, Woo! But he didn't do much before. And then, in the words of Hannah Montana, it's the best of both worlds, Eddie. (laughs) I'm happy. I get why he was pissed at first because he didn't do much to earn it, honestly, like statistically. I mean, the year before, in 2018, the guy had a 487 OPS. (laughs) Like, come on. Like, there's not much there. There's, there and wasn't now, much there. And now we have a gold glove outfielder, and Wade learned how to hit. Hey! Yeah. I mean, Tyler Wade's really getting there. I think he can be a really valuable player for this team. And obviously this year, like we talked about last episode with the um, extra inning rules with the runner on second base, I think he's going to be crazy valuable because he's probably one of the fastest runners in the game, honestly. That dude could freaking move. Do you know how useful he's going to be? Like he, he's like a Swiss Army. He's a Swiss Army knife. We have quite a few of those Swiss Army knife guys, honestly. Mm. Good. You just reminded me of the extra inning rule, and now I'm a little annoyed again. Yeah. I hate it so much. It just Wait, is me that off every time is I that hear. for the playoffs too? Are they doing no, that? No, in the play- no, no. Oh, thank it, God! Yeah, if they yeah. Were, if, if they were doing that in the playoffs, I would, I would, I would, I, I would have exploded. Yeah, no, that wouldn't have worked. Listen, if you're going to do this for 60 games, fine, fine, just do it. I don't like it. But if you're going to if you're going to mess with the playoffs, then 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 yeah. we got an issue. Um, and don't ever do this again after this year. After yeah, I don't, don't want to call. Never again. But I'm calling it. The owners are going to push for it. They are going to push for it. Universal DH, baby. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Universal DH, I think everyone supports for the most part. Let's say the Boomers. Yeah. Except I mean, Evan Roberts. Come on. what? There's nothing wrong with it. It's beneficial to the players in, in so many different ways, whether it's keeping guys healthy or just giving guys more jobs and opportunities later in their career. What's wrong with that? You know, pitchers had like a 300 OPS last year. Oh, but they obviously have to hit, though, as people would say. Strategy. Come on. Strategy. It's, it's a load of bull. Man, I, I'm looking at Tyler Wade right now. His sprint speed is in the 93rd percentile. Mm, dude's it reminds fat. me of me. Oh, yeah, back in your Little League days, right? No, right now. Oh, no. I, I don't no, that. I, I can't run. I was the slowest runner on the team. Yeah, I I figured. No offense, buddy. Oh, I'm not <laughs> fat. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just slow. I'm, I can't run. Uh, I, I'm not that fast either. I, I, well, I am fast in short sprints, but if you're asking me to go long distance on beat, I'm I'm gonna lose steam pretty quick. I'm a pitcher because I'm not athletic. Oh, Tyler Wade is actually right around the same speed as Mike Trout. Oh yeah. Oh. And Trout actually is crazy fast. 
Yeah, he's he's stolen like forty bases in the year before. I think fifty, oh, forty nine. Yeah, dude, he, he freaking busted down the line every time he hits a ground ball to anywhere. He just he gets down the line so quick, man. That dude moves for a guy his size. It's Definitely. And he could steal bases whenever he wants. He even said, I think one year, he said he was going to try and steal more bases, and he did. He went from, like, 50 when he was really young, and then he kind of, like, forgot about it, and then he just picked it up again. Like, oh, yeah. he can he can do it, but, like, he's just too busy hitting dingers at this point. Yeah, exactly. And not even just that, you know, it, just stealing bases in general has really died since he first made it. And he broke his thumb once doing it, too. I think that's Why doesn't Mike Trout Zach Bunt anymore? <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Mike. Oh, God. I don't understand people. I really don't sometimes. Like, I would never in a million years ask Mike Trout to bunt. I don't think in almost any situation. I don't think any. Like, How could you? <laughs> would you ask Kendrick Morales to bunt, though? Oh, my God. For very different reasons. A-Rod wanted him to lay that punt down. I'm going to keep talking about it for every single episode. How every A-Rod episode. wanted Kendrick Morales to lay that punt yeah. down. Oh, I've got a great, great idea for an all-star festivity. Go for it. So we're going to use StatCast, their percentile in speed, okay, in sprint speed, right? Yeah. And we're going to grab the absolute slowest players in baseball, and we're going to make them bunt, and whoever beats one out for an infield single wins a car. Who would be the slowest? I want to see now. Um, Let's see. Going to the bottom of the sprint speed list. Let's see who's there. We got... All right, guess who the slowest is? Uh, Kendrys Morales. No. Luke Voigt? Nope. It's got to be towards the bottom. Uh... Uh, Pete Alonzo? No, but I'll give you... Wait, what? What? Oh, I thought you said... I thought you had it for a sec. Okay. Um, I'll give you a hint. This player played on the Yankees within the last, uh... Within the last five years. No, but he's probably pretty low, though. Cano? Is it Cano? No. Uh, give me Chris Stewart. Chris Stewart's still out there? You got the position. Oh, Cervelli? Oh, Come on, you know this. You know this. Oh, come McCann on. Was, McCann? There it is. Yep. Oh. oh, I didn't know he was playing last year. Oh, yeah, he was with the Braves. He was with the Braves. Dude, Did he retire was... or is he still playing? Yeah, well, he, retired, he, retired. he retired. He retired this year. But guess who's second? This guy's still playing. What? 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 National League or American League? American League. Ooh. Is he a catcher? Nope. Usually the catchers are first basemen. Yeah, you got that part right. Ooh. Is it Voight? Or nope. is it is it Carlos Santana? Nope. Uh, fuck me. Uh, G-Man Choi? Nope. Yeah, I know you know this. The, the, come on. This guy's, everyone knows this guy's slow. Fuck. American League. Oh, it's First Pujols. baseman, you said. There it is. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm so, I, 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 the slowest. Yeah, I just classify Pujols as like a DH at this yeah. point. Although Otani kind of takes some DH days from him. Exactly. So he plays a decent amount of first base. Ooh, Lindsey Adler just tweeted, looks like Aroldis Chapman is playing catch in the outfield. So he oh, is yeah. reported to camp. Uh, now we're just waiting on some Gary news. 
And well, they said he's he's reporting with Chapman, so I think he's probably here today too. Oh, you know what else I found out that uh, kind of upset me a little bit? What? Yeah, what's up? Aaron Hicks will not be the first player to miss. Oh, oh I game. saw that. Wait, who? Not who, miss who? The game after getting Tommy John surgery. Heartbreaking. Who Some, was it? I someone on the Cardinals. Wait, on, once on, I got this. Got it on October sixth. Let me Brian take a look. Oh, if I can find it. It's Edward, you are breaking up, sir. Yeah, you're breaking up. <laughs> and then they came back for the first game of the season. Dang. I don't know we, how. But... We have Robot Eddie. We have Robot Eddie. Edward, is... you're fired. No. Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we are investing. We are investing in Mike's. But, um... But... Let's see. Tony Womack. That's who it was. Tony Womack. I remember. He was a Yankee for a short period. Yes, he was. Um, Womack had surgery on October 6, 2003, and he was in the Cardinals opening day lineup. That's incredible. That actually, man, I'm surprised that it's even possible. Wow. I mean, that's a, how, how quick is that recovery time? That's November, December, January, February, March. That's only six months. That's shorter than Hicks's recovery time. That's that's for sure. Hicks's recovery time was like ten months, something like eight, eight, nine, ten months, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild, actually. Wow. Is Eddie okay, by the way? I don't know. No. Okay. I was, I was, I'm truly concerned, Edward. When you figure that out, come right back. We love you. We'll welcome you back with open arms. Yes. Uh, you can't you can't have this podcast without the Eddie. Without right. the Eddie. It's not it's not without Eddie. It's without the Eddie. Because you got you got to give him some, some sort of like mystique. All right. But no, yeah. Oh yeah. What? No, I support that. You got to give that mystique. It, that's important. Eddie Saps. Eddie Saps, baby. All right. <sighs> yes. He's back. Good. The legend is I'm back. back. Oh, oh, thank yeah. God. Okay. The boys. What else do we want to talk about today? Uh, we could talk about the, the COVID stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of players really expressing concern about that. Is that wow. Edward, just take out just take out the earbuds, bro. <laughs> um, we we are investing in those mics. I promise you, loyal. We really are. Anyway, um, moving on from um, moving, continuing that rather. Um, Sean Doolittle actually spoke on it. He said so far, the players really are upset because they're not getting the um necessary tools and precautions that they told they'd be getting. And mm-hmm. there's a number of players speaking about this and. I do think that, assuming that this is true, that's a serious issue because these health precautions and protocols are super important. It's the only reason why a lot of these players are at these camps in the first place. You know, absolutely, it's, it's unfair. I'm back. Yeah, they, I'm back sure. in. Right? Uh, all right, you sound, you sound, you sound decent. So far, you I think it's good. service issues. Yeah, I, because I'm having bad service, I just moved around. And I think yes, strength Eddie, Eddie is, a little bit. 
Eddie is off location, off his normal location. So this is understandable. But we were talking about Sean Doolittle's comments about how they're how the MLB oh, okay. hasn't hasn't provided them with uh, the stuff that they promised in terms of their safety and health protocols. You know, I was thinking that the whole negotiation, how we're making a huge deal out of the whole money thing, which is obviously important, but I felt like there was never like an elaborate plan for the health stuff, you know, like that's a obviously huge aspect. You sound good, uh, by the way, Eddie. Okay, that's good. I'm glad. I fixed the service. I'm out. It should be good. All right. Uh, yeah, but I, I agree. It's like they were, they were, apparently the players were promised like N95 masks and such. I have one myself. Uh, shameless shameless plug. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to be promised that you're going to get the mask and then they don't give you the mask, that's an issue. No, I totally agree. Um, This is something that is really going to piss players off because guys like Mike Trout and um, Buster Posey have said you know, they felt unsafe coming in the camp as it was. But, you know, knowing that these precautions and protocols aren't being taken as seriously as they would have liked, um, you know, that's got to be a scary thing for them, especially with Trout just having a baby. Um, I can totally understand why him in particular, he's super worried about this. And I'm hoping that something changes and the systems get better because otherwise, you know, it's, we're going to be taking steps back and who knows, um, God forbid we lose a baseball season because of total negligence. That would be damn shame. Absolutely. I mean, Mike Trout's wife is due in August, I believe. So, I mean, and he's wearing a mask while doing his drills and such. He's, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him at all if he decided, Hey, it's just not worth it. I'm going to opt out this year. But man, that would be a tough pill to swallow for losing the, losing the best player because you can't get your your crap straight. Yeah, that's that suck. Especially because you know me, I, I'm just such a big Mike Trout fan, and I just want to see him continue this legendary career of his. Mm-hmm. If he lost a full season and that ends up like skewing his, his numbers at the end, like let's say he's in the high 600s for home runs at, at the end somehow, and he just missed the 700 because of a mistake <sighs> like that. I would be so pissed off. Yeah, David Cohn missed getting 200 wins because of the 94 strike. Exactly. Like, that that kind of sucks. He landed at, like, 194. He probably would have been able to get, like, an extra six wins if uh, he was the Cy Young winner that year, too. So he was definitely getting, like, an extra, like, six wins. Man, Mike Trout is just just ridiculous, man. Dude, I'm just looking at his numbers right now. I need a Mike Trout appreciation moment. Career OPS of 1,000. 1,000. And he has a 176 OPS plus. He has a career 305 batting average of 285 home runs at age. What? How old is he right now? 28, I believe. 29, I think. 29, maybe? Yeah, I think 29. Wow, that's out of this world, man. He is... Everyone says he's very Mickey Mantle, and it's hard to disagree so far, man. He's a very Mickey Mantle type of player. He's no Clint. No, Clint. Could have been a Yankee. Could have been you a Yankee. You heard that story? With you the, know, um, the you Angels know. had the back-to-back picks, and then we were taking them, and they took an outfielder right before. And yeah, then the Yankees Randall were like, Grichick. oh, he's ours. Yep. Oh, it was Grichick. And yep, then Randall the Grichick. Yankees are like, oh, he's ours. And then he was not there. He was not, no. Yeah, but Slade Heathcott worked out, though. So we're good. Slade Heath was the pick. Out, baby. Did they get the pick for us signing to Shara? Or yes, they did. They they, oh. they yeah, we got like a swap or something. 
But, you know, I will gladly take my 2009 World Series ring that we don't win without Mark Teixeira. Exactly. And, you know, Mike Trout, Mike Trout and the Angels haven't really been able to get get over the hump in terms of even making the playoffs. Or really Not being, all his fault, though. And, oh, exactly. He's the one reason why they're somewhat competitive, really. Right. So uh, I, I, I think it, it hasn't hurt us. I, I, it would be nice to have an all-time great in center field, but that's what we got Jason Dominguez for. Uh, yeah, maybe. So I think I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Yo, I'm looking at Slade Heathcott. Back in 2015, he had a 1,149 OPS. Ooh. He he had so much talent, man. It, it was just injuries that. Well, it was only 17 games, but you know. I, I, it's still, still a nice number. Still Remember that three-run homer? Yeah, home run against the Rays. Yes, I was mm-hmm. literally about still to say that. that. Yeah, that was nuts. <sighs> he would have been, been a really, really good player if he if he could stay healthy. He he went through a lot. His journey was crazy. I know. know? Um, we actually interviewed him back um, when me and Eddie had YankeeNews26.com, actually. When yeah. we had a, that podcast, We right. that was one of the first interviews we had. Ah. Uh. He's, he's such a good guy, too. No, he was super nice, man. I, I love talking to him. He was a great dude. Uh, I really wish it, it worked out for him, but, you know, he seems to be living a really happy life right now. I hope he's I hope he's doing well. Oh, yeah, of course. I think he's a pilot now. I think he is. Yeah, I heard that. Which is really cool. Very he can, cool. He could fly on the, on the base paths, and now he can fly in the air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We had a lot of good minor league players on that ship, that podcast. Slade, Heathcott, Jake Cave. Who else do we have? Jake Cave, he's still he's with the Twins now. Yeah. yeah. And Jake he's, Cave is he's, a, he's actually a good player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah, he's not bad. Very useful, very useful. Especially Byron Buxton keeps getting hurt. Right. Man, Byron Buxton, man, that dude was the number one prospect for a while, and he just he, never figured it out with he, the bat. He oh, had he, a good year not too long ago. I don't oh, think. He, it was, he had a good year in 2019. He had like over an 800 OPS. Did he? Yeah, but he got he got him. hurt. He got hurt, but he, had, right. he was raking. He was raking playing Gold Glove defense. Wow. Yep. Okay, I'm wrong on that one. You're right. He had an 827 OPS. I missed that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, can you imagine if like he can have an 820 OPS uh, over a full season for like the next five six years? That guy's <laughs> WAR is gonna be crazy. I mean, he had a um, 3.1 more this year, and that was over 271 at bat. So you know, full season, you're talking a six, seven more probably. That that's how he he in 2017. I remember he had a great second half with the bat. He had like a he was like a five win player. I remember that because I was pretty scared going into the playoffs with him. <laughs> Dude, he's such a dynamic player. I I really hope he has like a terrible year, gets traded to the Yankees, and we have another like Aaron Hicks situation. Yeah, that'd be fun. So no offense, Byron. I just I want you to be bad just so we can get you on the cheap, and then you become exactly. good. Then then you become good. So like it has a happy ending. Very happy ending. Where's John Robert, Ryan Murphy these days? Robert Kraft would know about happy oh, endings. John Ryan Murphy. Let's see. J.R. Murphy is still, I think he's with uh, Pittsburgh now. Or is with, yes. Ooh, I have a fun question. What do you got? If you guys were to interview a current Yankee minor leaguer, 
which would it be? Who would it be? Um, I would probably say Clark Schmidt, honestly. Jason's my dude, but I don't think he speaks much English, and I want to be able to really be able to communicate with the guy well, so I'm going to say Clark Schmidt for that reason. Give me Kyle Holder. Ping Ping pong champion. Ping pong champion, baby. Let me think Ooh, of Gary, we have a Gary Sanchez spotting. Oh, Gary, really? Gary Sanchez has reported. All right, he's in the clear. The Kraken. What's Kraken? Oh, that's Sorry. a neat flapper. Thank you. All right, so um, now it's, it's just um, bum diddy. What's it called? He's got to get DJ and Sessa in the camp, hopefully by the end. And, uh, yeah, everybody's yeah. healthy. Pretty much all good, and see what that's ever know. We're good. Savvy's <sighs> like it's one of right. my favorite players, and you had to bring that up. Damn it! Unpopular oh. opinion. Don't say. My favorite starting pitcher aside from Cole on the team right now. Oh, okay. I I, I can get with that. I can get with Honestly, that. Honestly, he might even be my favorite. He's not the best, but he might be my favorite just because he's been here for so long. Cole Cole is basically my father. Okay, so. Once Cole plays, it'll be different, but... Yeah, Cole is six wins away from 100, so, I mean, I I really... He's only going to get, like, 12 or 13 starts. I mean, if this was a full season, he would have had 100 wins before turning 30. So, it's very depressing to think about. Hopefully, he gets those six wins. Man, though, because I remember last year, I was thinking... um, I really wanted to win the World Series so badly, just so um, CC could go out with a champion championship. And right now, I'm thinking more along the lines of, I want Gardy and Tanaka to get a, a championship. Well, Gardy already has one, but another one for him. And I want Tanaka more so than ever. He just, I want him to win one because he's been so clutch every postseason for us, man. He deserves it so much. I have a prediction. Yeah. Game six, 2020 World Series. Oh no. Here it is. Tanaka pitches not. Uh, he pitches. Let's say like seven innings, no runs. Right. We hand it to the bullpen. They throw two scoreless innings. Right. Yeah. And you got Giancarlo Stanton coming up to the plate. It's a tie game. Bottom of the ninth. Cranks a walk-off oh, dinger to win the World Series. Tanaka. And Stanton lock eyes as Stanton rounds third. He touches home plate. He points at Tanaka. And just like how the season started, they connect and hug. And, th- and that's how your season ends. If that actually happens, I will give you $100 on the spot. I swear to God. Oh, yeah. I can buy a mic. You know what? I hope I hope you have one before then. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 what a great storytelling. What a great storytelling. What um, a great story. Oh, can you imagine if that no, happens? I felt that. I really did. I really do want that to happen now. Oh. That, that made me laugh. <laughs> I just imagined my head Tanaka and Stanton locking eyes as he rounds <laughs> And uh, oh man. When we win the World Series, we are gonna have such an such a crazy podcast episode. It's, Dude, it, it's gonna. Be, there will be tears. There will be. There will be. I will cry. I will cry on air. I don't care. 
I mean, what's it called? Um, I was just thinking also on another narrative that we can talk about. Stanton came in the camp more ripped than before somehow. That's fun. Oh, he looked great in the box, too. We, dude, um, that dude. That dude was ripped as it is. He was probably the, the strongest player in all of baseball, least amount of fat, and he somehow managed to lose 10 to 15 pounds. How how does that even work? Uh, uh Yeah, I mean, the boomers aren't going to be too happy about that. Oh, no, of uh, course not. Was it, was it this offseason he lifted the model? He was lifting, I don't even know who it was. Why, why is Giancarlo standing lifting supermodels? He should be getting some RBIs with runners in scoring position before doing that. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Mike. I couldn't have said that any better. John Carlo, man. That... The model the model has a better chance of getting a hit with runners in scoring position. You see, if Judge was doing what Stanton was doing with the model, everyone would be saying, yo, what a stud. He is the best. How awesome. But because it's Stanton yeah. and people like to hate they're just going to shit on him completely. It's just the way I, I will tell you one thing. If John Carlos Stanton had a good series against Boston in 2018, nobody would be saying a word. It's a literal fact. Like, that series just totally killed his reputation. Any, clou- any, any cloud he had with Yankee fans went down the drain with that He's series. Unless now, he, he can get it back. He could he get can, it back. If he has a big, if he leads this team to World Series, if he hits that walk-off home run in the World Series, like I like I just predicted, he's gonna be a god. Oh yeah, he's gonna be the next Yankee manager because, as we all know, if you hit a famous home run, you become manager. Bucky, exactly. Buck, Bucky Dent, manager. Aaron Boone, manager. Chris Chambliss didn't become a manager, but um, and also um, I know I was gonna say something and I just totally forgot. Damn, that's unfortunate. The world, lo- the world lost something because yeah, you forgot someone, that. Yeah, someone save me. Go, someone say something. Oh, I do have, I do have some news. I do have some news. <laughs> tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, apparently, according to Carlos Mendoza, our new bench coach, it's yes. our first, it's our first interest squad game. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. So that will be on Yes Network, I assume. Oh, they're actually gonna broadcast all those. I hope so. That would be so sick. Michael so K, I li- Michael K, I like your show, buddy, but I'd rather watch the Intra Squad game. I think almost everyone would, and I love the Michael K show, so it's not even a knock on him. Mm-hmm. Eddie, yes, I just want to get you more involved, buddy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. I will watch that. I watch. I told you guys, I'd watch Andrew eat a hamburger. So I mean, anything oh, there, uh, I can watch. I would watch Giancarlo stand and lift the model at this point. Yeah. I would t- Wait, we should have a model lifting contest. You get you get Judge, you get Voight, you get you get you get Stanton. You try to get one of the skinnier guys too, maybe like uh, let's let's say Tyler Wade's getting a little cocky, or you get Clint in there because Clint Clint's got big forearms. Let's just have a model lifting contest. That who do you think would win outside of Stanton and Judge? Judge. And oh, Judge. Okay. <laughs> Those two are too okay. They're too okay. Uh, you know, I think I think. I think Clint's like one of those guys that like he has big forearms, but if he tried to actually do it, I I think he'd probably fail. So I think Voight would probably be the guy. I would say Voight, yeah. And if not Voight, then maybe Chapman. Oh, oh, Chapman's Chapman's definitely got it. I I wouldn't even back, but Voight is like so big. Like I can see him being more motivated than Chapman, maybe. Oh, I've got one. I've got one. 
I think DJ would win it. You want to know why? Because like he is a mechanical freak, so I think he's gonna have like the best form out of yeah. all of them. So he's not gonna get tired in the later rounds. It's just gonna. He's a okay. machine, after That's all. A solid argument. I can. I mean, not even the coronavirus is facing this dude. So I mean, he really. Asymptomatic. He is a literal machine. It's confirmed now. Gary too. Gary could win it. Um, James Paxton is actually going to th- throw a, a live BP today, so that's fun. Oh, I am I am anxiously waiting. I have the Yes Network on mute right now, but I am ready. I'm watching Nets Classics right now. I'm not even a Nets fan. I'm a Knicks fan. Me and Eddie are Knicks fans. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah. one day we'll be good, and then we'll start a Knicks podcast. Hopefully, yeah, yes. definitely. <laughs> Give it a couple of years. I mean, hopefully. Get, no, dude, we're going to be like 30 more. <laughs> it's brutal. But, yeah, I mean, I'm so I'm pumped to watch Paxton pitch because obviously coming off the back surgery. And he's just a fun guy to watch pitch when he's good. Oh, of course. Those last, like, 10 starts last year, that was fun. Paxton could be a number two guy. I mean, we've seen him at his He could be a number one peak. guy. His stuff is nasty. Movie. Yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm, that's always his biggest issue. What did you say, Luke? I was looking at a list of the best curveballs in baseball. Paxton actually has the fourth best, taking into account all the metrics. Ooh, I like that. He, his curveball is pretty nasty. Who's, wait, what? Top three. Guess who? Kershaw's got to be on there. He's actually not. Oh, wow. Jose Barrios may be on there. No, you'll guess one of them. The other two I'm going to give you after because there's no way you're going to get them. Blake Snell is on there? No. Damn it, I suck. He's number 10, actually. Mm. Okay, who's the first one? Matthew Barnes. I would. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. I number two you'll get. Number two you can get. Okay. Um, na- na- National League or American League? National. Okay, is it Strasburg? Ding, ding, ding. Number Number two. And the third goes to another Red Sox reliever, Brandon Workman. Oh, yeah. I wasn't getting those. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I only wanted you to get number two because one and three, I don't think any right-minded person would have guessed. So Paxson's at four. That's interesting. You know, Batantis didn't pitch last year. Damn. Now I'm thinking about Dallin. Why'd you do that to me? Damn. I do miss Dallin. I miss Dallin a lot. I miss Didi more, though. I'm being honest. I, I... I actually really miss Didi. I never realized how bad the metrics were for Didi at shortstop. I actually did. I actually, oh, that was actually that was actually pretty shocking. Glaber is actually a better shortstop than Didi, metrically. I don't totally buy that. I mean, I'm. I think Didi is definitely better at shortstop. I don't. You know, the metrics are very misleading sometimes because just after watching both for extended periods of time. And last year, Didi wasn't that good at shortstop. I'm going to be honest right. there. He just didn't look right at short. But prior to... I yeah, mean, I think he was better in previous years. Yeah, previous years, I thought he was great at shortstop. I think he was... not Maybe not gold glove, but he was well above average, though. Well above average. You know, the Yankees have a special metric for their shortstop play. Do you know what that metric is? I don't. Are they better than Derek Jeter? 
Um, everyone's gonna say yes if they're not a Yankees fan. If they are a Yankees fan, it's kind of split. So I'd probably say maybe eighty percent of people would say that Jeter sucks, and almost everyone's better than him at short. Fair enough. Yeah, that's pretty much that up. That's the for for, thir- for third base we got. Are they better than Andujar? Well, so I might be better. I don't have my third base defense. I, lo- I love me some uh, first base defense. You know, having Mark Teixeira growing up, you got you got Tino Martinez, you got Mark Teixeira, but then you get sandwiched. It's sandwiched in between that, you got Jason Giambi and Luke Voigt, who just are, are Luke glorified. Voigt is, they're glorified. Luke Voigt's not the greatest, greatest defender. But he, he's defender. fine. He's good enough. Yeah, he's fine. He's, I, he's, you plug him there. You close. You close your eyes. You hold your nose, and you just wait for it. You just first wait base for it. Is that bad? isn't like it's not the worst position to have a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. If you have a bad harder. defender at first base, you live with it. You know, dude, just get in front of the ball, catch right. catch all catch all the balls, right. make some scoops. That's and all we, we have. talked about it with when we had Robert Pimpson on here. We even said defensive metrics are a little flawed right now. You know, like I don't. Oh, I don't even. I don't. I don't. You know, I haven't no. even looked at the de- the defensive metrics for Void. I just know he's bad. he's not he's not he's not the greatest. All right, I oh, just, yeah, I, he's terrible. His value comes from his bat. Let's be honest. Oh, of course, that's exactly why Yankee fans love him. And you know, um, really, it doesn't hurt us that much in the grand scheme of things when you have other good defenders in the infield. Because when you have the Shara, he had to scoop half of Headley's throws. Man, that was horrible. He's so, the greatest. He's the greatest defensive first baseman I've ever seen. I totally agree, dude. That dude never let one ball get past him. I swear. Even was, even when uh, even when he was bad in 2014 and 2016, he was still a great defender. I I do I do miss him. I have his autograph. Matter. I've just been nice reminded guy. of Headley's uh, Headley's arm, which was. Oh oof. my god, the worst. He had that over the top motion, and it was yeah. and, and it sailed every time. It it was it was he never threw it in the dirt. He threw it in the stands. You know, he's not the worst thrower that I've ever seen on, in a Yankee uniform. Do you know who is the worst thrower? Who's Miguel even worse? Miguel Andujar. No. Damn no. Ellsbury? No. Ellsbury's pretty bad. Out in the no, outfield. Ellsbury had a weak arm, but like, yeah, he's, not in, he's not inaccurate. Even, this guy, even, Gard, even Gardner doesn't even have a great guy, arm. The guy I'm thinking about is wild and just hit, hit, no. Well, Clint's up there actually. He's got a Clint's, great. He's got good yeah. arm strength, but he just doesn't have but, yeah, a, the it's accuracy. Not, you don't know where it's going. But he's not. He's not the one I'm thinking about. The guy that I'm thinking about, the worst thrower of baseballs I've ever seen in a Yankee uniform, Eduardo Nunez. Oh. Yeah. Because I, that that was unpolished Nunez, and that dude had the worst like motion you could ever look at, and and it just it it wasn't working, bro. He wasn't I dude. I was at Curtis Granderson's three home run game, if you remember that game against Minnesota. Right. Uh, okay, so Cano actually got the day off, which is one of his rare days off. He, he usually played 160 games a year. It was it was pretty crazy. So I, I I was there at the one game that he missed. All right, Eduardo Nunez is playing second base, and it's a slow ground ball, the most routine ground ball you'll ever see to second base. And he was right in front of the first baseman. I believe it was Teixeira playing first. And he throws the ball into the camera well. And, 
and I just I I never saw my dad look so depressed in his life. <laughs> it was just it was. It was <sighs> yep, that's the guy. No. Andrew Har's bad. Clint's bad. Headley was wow. Uh, remember, Headley was supposed to be a Gold Glove third baseman too. I mean, the dude had great range. I'm not gonna lie, he got oh, to he, a lot of balls, especially he made, to his he made, he made some diving plays, but like that dude couldn't throw. Yeah. He got the yips. That's basically what basically what happened. He got yeah. the yips. Had the yips. You never want the yips at third base, man. That is one position where you gotta have good accuracy. As I've learned, yeah. because I played third base and I was not very good at it. Hey, hey, Mike. How would you would you give up Albert Abreu and Miguel Andujar? Throw in Clint Frazier if it kills you. So Matt Chapman, I'll hang up and listen. Oh, Matt Chapman, imagine him. I can't even imagine him on pinstripes, man. That'd be too good to be true. Yeah. I love making fun of sports callers and sports radio callers. I just love it. Oh, it's always so fun. Hey, would you? So Mike, much changed you, from the 2017 team to 2018. Sorry to interrupt you, Tom, but it's okay. we lost Matt Holiday, mm-hmm. uh, Headley, and I. I was so sure that that was a World Series winning team, but I don't know. I just felt like all our flaws were just gone, and like our team was perfect. You know, like. I feel like that a lot, but like that 2018 team was just crazy. We got, like, I was thinking, you got a guy that hits 50 home runs, and then you add a guy with 50 home runs. That also hit almost 60. Yeah, and then you're like, how are you losing? But unfortunately, we did. The judge got hurt. The Red Sox were great. I think the thing is, oh, I have a question. I have a, mm-hmm. I have a question. Yeah. What would you say is the number one reason why we have failed these last two seasons oh not counting 2017 no you can count 2017 but i kind of count that i kind of count these last two years as like different because that that, these are the two years that we were actually going into the season expected to win right because 2017 was kind of a a a nice surprise i think was our best chance to win to be honest i mean not our best team but i think our best opportunity to win yeah, we were one win away. If we're talking about 2018, yeah, yeah, you can count 2017 if you want. Yeah, I hmm. mean 2017. I thought we were. I, I was so sure we were going to win, and beyond us yeah. losing, I was I'm much more sure the 2017 Yankees would have beat the Dodgers than the 2019 Yankees. Exactly. We would have smoked the Dodgers that year. We would have smoked them. So I we would have. I'm so sure of it too. I like the Dodgers were not impressive at all in that series. They were they struck I out know. countless times. They were just awful. They got a few few home runs that won them a few games, but their pitching wasn't great. Kershaw didn't have a great series. They just they they weren't a match for 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 the Yankees. I they, I feel like we would have beat them in less than seven games. Oh, I agree, and I think that would have been one of the. Better you know why? You want to know why it went? Yeah, you want to know why it went to seven games? I remember now. Remember the the Astros didn't have a great bullpen that year. Remember their bullpen choked against the Yankees in uh, yeah. mul- multiple games. So like, our, with our bullpen, we probably locked down a few of those games earlier, and we would probably won in like five games. I mean, the Yankees bullpen back then was so good, and still is now, of course, but. You gotta keep in mind they had um, 
Betances. Totally oh wait, they had they, they had D Rob. D Rob. You got D Rob Canely. Man, can you imagine Canely if Betances so was good? good remember, remember Betances lost it that year. Can you imagine if Betances actually was good? In that, uh, in, it could in, have been a story. Who knows, man? But it's not even just that. Back in 2017. Oh, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't, yeah, the bats died in, Houston, in 2017. In yep. Sorry for interrupting, guys. That was that was kind of. I get I get. Oh, no, but, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't know, but it's a point though, because you know, it's if those bats didn't die out in Houston, we probably would have won against Houston in less than seven, honestly. Because remember that that one play at the plate back in um, maybe what game was it? Game, game two, two, maybe. Game two. Think. Game two. Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier hit a homer against Verlander, I believe. And it was a 1-1 game. And then Chapman threw a pitch to Correa. And Gary dropped the ball. I think Gary should have had the ball. Oh, you just reminded me of that. I totally forgot about that. Didi Didi made the throw home. And uh, Gary Gary should have had the ball. I'm I'm not even. I'm not going to make an excuse for Gary. He should have caught the ball. I I like Gary a lot. Should have caught the ball. All right, but yeah. I do have a take. I do have a take. Oh man, uh, take. I I I've been very critical of Miguel Andujar just defensively, but I do I will say I will say if he's on the 2017 team as the DH, I think we win. Yeah, I think, we could use that back. Cause cause we are we were throwing Chase Headley, Jacoby Ellsbury at DH. They were not. They weren't. They weren't any sort of power threat. And another okay. thing. Um, Starling Castro basically did nothing in the playoffs. Basically. Oh, he pissed you me know? off that playoffs. His defense was bad. Yeah, he made a bad error before yeah. we came back. Like, I don't remember anything he did outside of one single off the top of my head, honestly. Remember Todd Frazier was like the star of the team? Dude, that was so, that team was just legitimately so fun. That was my favorite Yankees team to this day, maybe, because it just had such a good vibe around it. Honestly. Yeah. So fun. Where is like, that one Todd Frazier swing that I always see on the curveball? Yeah, the yeah, curveball by Verlander. That was that was an ugly swing. That was the worst swing I've ever seen in yeah. the history of baseball. <laughs> it was, it, I always think of that and Chris Carter against Craig Kimbrell, and I think it was just a regular season game, but we were about yeah. to tie the game, and there was a fastball uh, high and in, and of course Chris Carter whips right at it. Just the guy Remember? just pissed me off. Just Dude, him correct. as a person. Uh, he might he could have been so nice and he just bothered me because of his play. It just We could have we probably have talked about this on a previous episode, but I don't care. Whenever Chris Carter is mentioned, I just can't stop thinking about the time in LA when he closed his eyes and, and the ball oh. and he got and he got CC hurt. Because CC had to throw extra pitches. That was bad. And, and it cost us a game too. We lost the game because it had to go into extras because because that that cost us the tying run. So not only he got he got one of our we got CC who was having a good year that year he got him hurt not only and he lost us a baseball game. Exactly, and that reminds me of another narrative from that year too. CC was so clutch in the postseason, dude. Remember how oh, good I he was? Oh, Garrett Cole sighting. Mm-hmm. Garrett Cole sighting. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, sorry guys. We are watching on Yes Network. Right I'm turning now. mine on right now, actually. He is in the bleachers right now, just sitting down. Huh. He's just sitting uh, where the uh, legend seats are, just taking a nice seat. Legend. There he is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm giddy. I'm like, 
Nine years, $324 million wearing a mask. Thank you, Garrett. Social distancing. Wear oh, your yeah. mask. Be safe. If we were safe, we would have been playing baseball by now. Just would have said that. But, but yes. Yes. Uh, there's Chapman throwing a bullpen. So I'm just, we're so excited to get the season started. We've got some guests in the works, too. Yes. Some uh, good ones. Some really good, juicy ones coming up. We've got a guy coming up who invented his own version of pitching war. Okay. It doesn't get much better than that. That actually is pretty intriguing. Not gonna lie. Dude, we've got we've got we actually made a list of guest guest lists. Get that's not a word. A guest wish list. All right, we have a list, and we two of the two of those people that we have that we that we uh kind of locked in are on that list, and I'm yep. very excited. I'm very excited about that, and hopefully. And hopefully, when the season starts, we'll do some team-themed gifts, uh, uh, guests. So, like, say we're playing like the Mets, maybe we can get like a fellow Mets fan on. Fleming. Yeah, we gotta get Frank Fleming. <laughs> Frank. Yeah. Oh, and that would that would be such a good episode, man. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Absolutely. Just Frank. How, uh, Frank, who's better, Pete Alonso or Aaron Judge? What are your thoughts? Who's better, Garrett Cole, Jake, Jacob Degrom? I, I don't know what his answer would be, though. What do you, I what would have to, to really what, recommend everyone to turn down their volume on that episode because it's going to get loud. Would he, defend, would he defend the Mets or would he go full Yankee heat? No, I would say he... I think it depends would, on how the Mets are playing. Like, if the Mets are playing good, I that, think he'll, he'll be a Mets kind of uh, cheerleader. And we're going to shit on him for that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like I like Frank though. Frank's a, Frank's a good. Oh, guy. I like him, but I have to fuck with him, of course. Yeah, that's oh, of course. That's that's <laughs> just that's just the way things go when when you got fans like when when you're bringing on other other fans. So I guess I guess you could say it's only fans. Boom. Well, the I... Yankee Center only fans is coming soon. By the way. Oh yes, yes. It's just gonna be it's just gonna be Garrett Cole's picks, gonna be some Giancarlo Stan and Muscle picks. You know. <laughs> Maybe me and Little League. No, wait, ill, that sounded weird. That no, no. Okay, we're gonna we're should, just should we end it we, there. Uh, <laughs> we're, I'm so sorry. Uh that sounded much better in my head, but it, it didn't come out right and I feel bad. But yeah, uh is there anything else? Uh I mean, you got me, uh, Miguel Sano tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron Nolas. Yes, this is the last. This is the last topic. I promise. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just well, we'll finish with that. Freddie Freeman. What are you guys' thoughts on like? Because it, it it hasn't been the the cleanest start to summer camp. I mean, well, you got to keep in mind if you're talking um, thirty something players getting tested positive out of over well over three thousand. Mm-hmm. You're, you're talking a 1.8% positivity rate, give or take, I believe was the number. So keeping that in mind, it's really not a lot, especially when you consider that you've got players coming into camp from all different areas of the country and possibly the world. So with that in mind, the mm-hmm. fact that there's only a number in the 30s is shocked me. I expected a lot higher, but cases going up so rapidly everywhere, pretty much outside of Jersey and uh, New York, really. 
And Connecticut, baby, we're doing well. Tri-state area represent. Ooh, ooh. Oh yeah. Edward, and what the are NBA, your I think had a seven percent, seven percent positive rate, and they only tested, I think, three hundred something people. Uh-huh. And their rate was seven percent. I'm pretty sure MLB was one point two percent. So compared to what's happening in the country and what's happening in other sports leagues, you can't obviously. You want that number to be zero, but I don't think that's possible right now. So no. You know what? I one point two percent is it's better than I expected. So I would say it's good news. Obviously, we already we want nobody to be sick, but you take what you can get at this point. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. This is definitely a solid way to start things off with the positivity rate. And obviously, as the season progresses, you hope you don't see a giant uptick. Although that's certainly within the realm of possibilities, but. You know, it does make me wonder, though, in, what if an entire team got sick, let's say? Well, how uh, would MLB handle that? I'm just curious. I have no idea. I think they'd have to force the games. Gary Sanchez sighting. Yeah. There he is. Gary! Yeah, uh, that, that would be crazy. I think, does he have cornrows? It looks like in the back, of his, in the back, it looks like he has... No, I, I don't think he has. I thought he had cornrows for a second. Oh. Like, I was like, Gary, what what happened there? I don't think I don't think he does. It's it's okay. It's okay. We're a Gary podcast. We are a Gary podcast. Uh, you know, eleven wins above a replacement in his career so far. He's played like what three full seasons. Something yeah. like that. I Not love I, I love Mason Gary. I think actually he's a big he's a big candidate for MVP. I will say. Is, remember, if he's healthy, yeah, you never know. And, it's possible. If, his first 60 games last year were crazy good. He was like, he yeah, like a thousand. That. that was good. Oh, it's just, here's my last, this is, I promise this is it. This is the last point right. I have to Go make. For it. But we're in a rush. Gary Sanchez at his best is, is like the most fun player. One of the most fun players to watch. And Gary Sanchez at his worst is one of the least yes. fun players to watch because he simply cannot get out of his own way which is crazy it's just crazy so like so you have these slumps you have these runs where he's the best hitter in baseball and you have these runs where he's the worst hitter in baseball and it just i'm losing hair just thinking about it there was a stretch last year he was awful yeah am i I wrong no you're you're not oh shit gary almost got hit oh my god stop tom oh my he missed. He missed. Get, Paxton yanked the curveball. It looks like. Oh, don't scare me like that, please. He got out. Of, he got out of the way. Thank God. Oof. Dude, what is going on? Man, it's it, this is not summer camp right now. This is death camp, seemingly. This like, is this is. Oh my God, we have a, we have a voodoo curse. Voodoo curse. This this is hey, not. Hey, Aaron a, Boone. 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 I love how we're just like reacting to the screen um, in the midst of a live podcast. I mean, well, not a live podcast, but a, a podcast. But yeah, we're special. I mean, I think this is one of my favorite episodes so far. I'm gonna be on. Last one was really good, though. I will say that was probably yeah. more, that's up there. That one was up there, but this I'm, good I'm, one just, I'm just so excited. Gary works a walk. Oh my God! Oh yeah, Paxton doesn't seem to have his good curveball today, and well, practice. All right. Well, I think we now covered everything. I think. I think, <laughs> I think we have. 
Uh, is there anything else? Eddie, do you have anything else? Any other topics you'd like to speak on? I think we covered pretty much everything for this week. Okay. Yeah. The Yankees have still yet to announce their opening day start. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Oh wait, ske- wait! One last thing: schedule, schedule tomorrow, I believe. Oh, oh right, all right. Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be yeah, nice. We'll, we already know we'll talk- opening day and the I opening think, series. I think so. Andujar just took Paxton deep, or oh, I think it went foul, but it was crushed. Man, Andujar is gonna be fun next year, this year rather. I'm looking forward yep. to that. Yep. So we're gonna talk about the schedule when it's released, uh, and then yada yada yada. We're gonna get excited. My get birthday. My birthday is the 17th, so we're creeping Ooh. up on that. Oh, baby. Uh, just, yes. Yep. Send, I'll be setting up a Venmo. Okay. So just just in case anyone wants to make a charitable donation to the Tommy Fund. I'll drop 50 cents. And we'll gladly use that right. for, for a gumball. Yeah. And do hard. Bang. Hope okay. that, I hope that this is an uneventful week, actually, for the Yankees. I mean, yeah, an uneventful you know what week. I mean. Uneventful. I, I, want nothing. I hope, I would I hope no this news. is positively eventful yeah. instead of negatively. I don't yeah. want to see another one of our pitchers getting raked in the head. Yeah. And who are strikes out. Paxton. Paxton's got... the Yankees luck, someone will fall. And, you know, just everyone stay safe for a week and hope. Just make it to July 23rd, and then yeah. make it to to September 27th, and then exactly. Just keep going. Just don't get hurt. Okay. Congrats to Garrett Cole on having a kid. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Best, best wishes to Tanaka. Yeah. Hopefully he's get, he gets back soon. Yeah. And we'll, we will see all of you guys next time. And this was a great show, Eddie Tom. Nice talking to you guys as always. I'm looking forward to next week. Me too. Same here. All right, happy, guys. Happy 4th of July. Yep, happy 4th, everyone. Happy 4th. All right, see you guys next time. Bye.